recording now. We're recording a podcast. Um, today is a little bit different. Um, we're doing a movie that I actually wanted to do instead of it being collaborative. Because, it's the best. Because um, Miranda is not here for the first time in 33 episodes. I almost thought you were going to say 33 years, and I was like, that's a long years. time. It's longer than I have been alive, and that's how long Miranda has not been here for. <laughs> no, today I am joined by my beautiful wife, who I have talked about on the podcast multiple times for her opinions on the movies that we are talking about. I have a lot of opinions. But she has not been on the podcast, and now she is here. I'm your first guest, aren't I? You are the first guest. I get to be the first guest. You're the first guest. We have never tried this out before. Um, We didn't know how that would work, like if one of us was absent and we still wanted to get content out, whether we would just build a huge catalog or we would just have guests. And the catalog thing didn't work because Miranda's the worst and works like she has Seven like million hours. three jobs, y'all. Yeah. And so many. So because of that, um, we haven't been able to build a catalog of them. We basically, I basically record them and I edit them and they come out the next week. So the way that we fix that is just by having a guest talk about a movie that that they wanted to talk about and that they enjoy. And so that's what we are going to do today. And honestly, wild that you found a movie that I wanted to talk about. I mean, there are a lot of movies that you're more than willing to talk about. You're not wrong. This is just the happens, Lord of the Rings. Yeah, this just happens to be a movie that we could talk about with just the two of us. And that you wouldn't just be extremely heated over. I have a lot of opinions. Plus, we also know if we do Lord of the Rings, that's going to be like a six it episode saga. It needs to be a saga. series. And there needs to be an entire episode just on Viggo Mortensen, in my opinions, on his amazing performance yeah, in that it's gonna, movie. It's going to be a spin-off podcast. Yeah, it's, it's just going to be a podcast that's just eight <laughs> episodes long. It's a mini-series. And it will just be about Lord of the Rings. And it will I be like you, that. me, and Maggie. And a comprehensive comparison of the books to movies but Mm -hmm. not really because we just get really excited yeah 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 yeah. we talk about um sean bean cresting a a hill in full boromir makeup oh such a great man a true gem of a man but that is not what we're talking about today we are we are talking about um somewhere that is influenced by the english we are it is an island they they resent that fact william they do they do hate that right (laughs) um but today we're going to be talking about me and your favorite movie as a couple. Yeah, so some couples have songs. We don't because we don't agree on a lot of things that have to do with music. Mm-hmm. We have a movie. We have a movie. And that movie and is... that movie is The Decoy the Bride. The Decoy Bride, which is a fantastic film that everybody should watch. Go watch it. It's everywhere. Just go find it. Watch yeah. it. It's great. It's Enjoy. Really good. So, um, welcome to Two Thoughts for a Penny, where two buds talk about their favorite movies and TV series. I'm Will Tart. And I'm Skylar Padilla. Not, Not Miranda, Miranda Olsen. Olsen. Um, and today we are talking about the Decoy Bride 2011 film, um, originally put out there for the Glasgow, Glasgow? Glasgow. Go. Um, <laughs> Only one L. Uh, film Festival. Uh, which is pretty cool. It is a rom-com made for a film festival. It is a beautiful which is really cool. work of art. I think that is a, a cool idea, is that they decided to do... They're like, hmm, what what are we going to do for a film festival that is famous for its like dramas and deep-thinking movies? Let's do the most campy, 
least deep thought, uh-huh. most happy ending, fluffy, feel-good film of all time. And get as many big-name British actors as we can to do this film. Well, yeah, just so many Scotsmen, yeah. truly. And, like, three um, whole British people. Immediately three after whole English people. Our, our main actor in this film finished his tenure as the Doctor in Doctor Who, almost immediately yeah, no, like, after. I'm pretty sure that his the season of Doctor Who was still airing yeah when he was mm-hmm. when this movie came out because his last his last one as the doctor was the his last like actual episode was the one with the master and i think that one aired sometime in december yeah. of 2010 was that a christmas episode I think so. Are they? They're all because they're part episodes. two. There's two parts to it. Yeah, I think it was a Christmas episode. And then, um, and then January of 2011 is when um, this one originally went out to the festival. And yes. then in March of 2012 is when it reached the states and other places, and yes. then eventually went to DVD. Yes. Yeah. An so amazing, amazing almost movie. he was he was filming both he was filming doctor who and this small small film at the exact same time which is probably why he's not allowed to be scottish in this movie hey quick question because mm-hmm. i didn't i didn't know when did brave come out when did brave come out that's a good question i do not know so our because, leading lady because our leading lady is kelly, kelly mcdonald um who is the voice actor for merida in brave brave came out in 2012 so this was like a f- literally career like, launching boom, movie boom, for boom, her. Boom. Yeah. like one right after the other kelly mcdonald well i mean kelly mcdonald's been in a lot of stuff yeah but um a lot of stuff in the u.s is very different from a lot of stuff in britain i guess that's true it's a, it, they're totally different markets. Unfortunately, to, we are missing out on so many things, y'all. I think the the biggest thing that, I mean, she was in No Country for Old Men, which was in 2007. So, like, she had, she had done some pretty big feature films prior to this and prior to Brave. But I think a lot of people probably would recognize her from Brave. Oh, we did. Um, oh, for sure. We Absolutely. were sitting there watching it the first time in like 2013 or 2014, and um, we were like, "Who is that? Who? I know that voice." Because she's been acting since 1996, so she she's been in a lot since then. Um, it seems like let's see when she she was in Finding Neverland, um, which is pretty good. She's in she's the reporter in Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy in 2005. A prime movie, an amazing movie. Very good movie. And um, uh, Nanny McPhee. She's... Um, she is a Nanny McPhee. I do yeah. remember her in that, yeah. So she she did she did some pretty good stuff before this. But yeah, definitely. And then 2011, Decoy Bride. And then in 2011 as well. Wow. So she went 2011, Decoy Bride. 2011, Hell in the Ravenclaw. In oh, yeah. Deathly She's Hallows. In that too. And then um, in 2012, she was the voice for Merida in Brave. I remember the first when we were watching Deathly Hallows one time and we were like, wait a second. And then from 2010 to 2014, she was in Boardwalk Empire. Yeah. That's a good show. So she's, I mean, she's, she's, she's done a great. lot. She's great. And she's incredible at what she does. She is awesome. 
So usually around this point, after we talk for a little bit, me and Miranda will talk about the extremely accurate and very well done website that is Rotten Tomatoes, who are always correct and have never gotten anything Absolute wrong. Absolute garbage. Uh-huh. Garbage. Horse shit. Okay, so first, the first thing that I want to make totally known about this is they are notoriously bad for getting the genres correct. Mm-hmm. So they have a section in Rotten Tomatoes for rom-coms, romantic comedies. They have romance, they have drama, they have comedy, they have romantic comedies. They listed this movie as drama, comedy. Drama, I'm not sure where you could find drama, the drama in this at all. Comma, Guys, you, things you need to understand. There's not an antagonist. There's not an antagonist. There's not a bad guy. There's technically an antagonist. There are, there are bad circumstances. But he is like... He, is he like also there for gets like, a happy ending. I think he's there for like two scenes in entirely. Everybody gets a happy ending. Um, but everybody gets a happy ending in this thing. There's zero drama. Like there are like little like 30 second snippets of where they're basically making fun of drama from other rom-coms. Oh yeah. Like you have death saving scenes. You've got the, the fight scene. You've got all these things, but they last for about two seconds. Yeah. 30 seconds to a minute and then everything's great after that it's a there's a big fight there's there's no tension in this movie it is fun between competing love interests that aren't competing with each other at all Mm -hmm. um there's i mean there's the only drama in it is that the mom's gonna die but you know that the entire movie from the very beginning yeah and it's fine like it's not she's just mad about it so she wants to go travel the world and be thrown into a volcano yep and she's stunning and amazing, but um, that's the only, and there's like just a smidge of conflict, but none of the conflict lasts more than like 20, 20 in-world mo- minutes. Yeah. Like everything is resolved without a costume t- change. Like the whole movie takes place over the space of like three days. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And Well, um, until you get to the very end and then you get a time skip. Yeah, for like a year. Yeah. But nothing is... Everything gets resolved so incredibly fast. Very fast. Very fast. It's It's just supposed to be fun. I mean, it's a film festival movie that they clearly made because they wanted to make a campy rom-com. And they wanted to have a good time making a movie. For sure. And like, it's not supposed to be anything other than fun. No, it's not. Um, So I'll I'll read the synopsis that we have here. Oh, I'm excited to hear this. Rotten Rotten Tomatoes also has the worst synopsises synopsi of synopses of anything ever this one is a single sentence oh wow that's incredible this is like netflix level bad (laughs) a local woman kelly mcdonald is hired to draw paparazzi away from a hollywood actress alice eve who has come to scotland to get married while writing the definitive guidebook to hegg Oh, there's so much. That's the most important part. They didn't say that David Tennant's in it at all. They didn't say David Tennant's in it at all. They didn't say the names of the characters. They said Hollywood actress, Alice Eve, played by Alice Eve. So they don't give you the name there. And then a local woman played by Kelly McDonald. So they don't give you Katie Nikhile and they don't give you um, Laura Tyler. And they don't tell you that David Tennant's in the movie. So, like, 
enough, like, they give you the, uh, the elevator pitch for this movie. And IMDb is, is slightly better. When the world's media descends on a remote Scottish island where a Hollywood actress is attended, attempting to get married, a local girl is hired as a decoy bride to put the paparazzi off the scent. At least, That's at least telling you a little bit about the plot yeah, of the movie, yeah. At least it gives you a little bit more than fucking Rotten Tomatoes shit that they, <laughs> that they do. Which is insane. She's a local girl. Hmm, that's a very, like, lo- like she's from this she's from island. Hague. She's from Hague, which is not a real island. Nope. But um, she is from Hague, but, like, you mean she's been... You on the windswept isles of the... the outermost spray the, the, of the... Of, <laughs> of the Hebrides? The curling wave of the Outer Hebrides. No. Um, it is based on, like, uh, several islands that are out there, though. Um, but she's supposed to be... She's been working in Edinburgh for, like, years mm-hmm. at this point. And she just yeah. had... She just broke up with her boyfriend, and she's coming back home because she's mad about everything. And she's gone man she, vegan. She's gone man vegan because she, she heard that you don't miss them after the first five years. After the first six years, they say you don't miss them anymore. Um, and then she immediately um, meets these people who who turn out to be like an agent and his intelligence. Uh-huh. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> but is that uh, what like, your intelligence tells you? Is that what your intelligence tells you? Mm-hmm. Um, but she she's not like. I've never left Hag. Yeah, like no, she's, no, no, no. she's it's not. It's it not sounds this, like, like she's like this tiny small town right. girl, and it's like no, it she's been living like the, in Edinburgh for a long. time. It sounds time. like they're pitching like a Hallmark movie. Yeah, and it is not thing. that vibe at all. It is not that vibe at all. It is actually very well done for the budget that it was given. So it's rated PG. Um, for yeah. Some rude content. What is the rude content? Is it the toilet stuff? Probably the toilet stuff, the or the toilet fact stuff. that her skirt gets ripped, maybe. Oh, and his um, nice arse. Nice arse. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's there is it. an ice sculpture. That's with, it. With a butt. But you can't really, like, if if she didn't say anything about it, you wouldn't realize that it's a butt. And there are no other discernible features about this ice yeah. sculpture that's supposed to be, like, of the bride and groom. And this was filmed and produced in England, specifically in Scotland. It's from the Isle of Man film, um, which is a Scottish production company. Yeah. I don't know how the rating system works over in England, if it makes any more sense than the American one. I don't think it does. Because the American one is just this, like, evil committee of secret, like, robe-wearing people who change the rules to whatever befits them in that moment. I watched this movie and it felt like it was PG to me. Right. That is exactly what Do we even have PG anymore? Yeah, we have PG. We have PG. For, like, children's movies. Yeah, well... But, like, nothing that you would see as, like, an adult is going to be PG. That's going to be PG-13. For whatever reason. For some sort of content. Like, if you're not singing the ABCs in it, it's going to be PG-13. Yeah, well, like, most... Because I'm thinking most, like, children's movies are even PG now. For, like, cartoon violence. Yeah. PG. PG. We don't have a lot of G anymore. No, we do G sometimes. is generalized. Um, general audiences. General audiences. But now we have parental guidance is like pretty much the lowest it goes. Is, Such as the world we live in. So I don't know if I told you what the tomato meter is on this one. So usually the way this works 42. is Miranda and I will talk about this and then I guess the tomato meter. 42. 
36. Keep going. 28. Closer. 26. 23. I would have made it. 23 on the tomato meter from 22 reviews. What do you think the audience score is? 42. 51. Damn. Pretty close. So it's really funny the things that offended like critics for this thing people are dumb and we know oh god people are idiots so like one of them's instead of working to clarify the high concept controversies the romantic comedy the decoy bride jettisons logic and detail for silly quirky rompiness you you have explained the point of the movie and then said it it was bad you got it they do this all the time they'll be like Jaws is a terrible movie because it's about the thrilling shark adventure where a shark eats people and that's bad. It was just entirely unrealistic that this thing would happen. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, motherfucker. That's why it's a movie. 40-foot shark that eats people. (laughs) Named Bruce. Named Bruce. Um, Possibly the worst thing ever in world history. Listen. How is that even a critique? This is a top critic from Rotten Tomatoes. This man, Matt Bochninski gets paid <laughs> money to write reviews like possibly the worst thing ever in world history. That's listen, as a world history teacher, I can tell you the Holocaust was a lot worse. Yeah. A lot worse. Yeah, probably. Also, I know for a fact that there's a version of um like a silent German film that's now stuck in my head. Uh, oh, it's Hamlet. That's terrible. Yeah. Anyway, so, uh, let's see. A bland romantic comedy in the Richard Curtis style. Did that on purpose. The, even the, the actual writers talked about that. The Decoy Bride is mainly notable for its proof. If any was needed after Boardwalk Empire, that Kelly McDonald is a major talent. So you said it was bad, and then you go on to say that Kelly McDonald but is Kelly like McDonald the best good. ever. But David so, Tennant and Alice Eve suck apparently they're amazing in this movie they're very good and then you know there's some people who really do like it um but people always love the the scottish landscapes offer about the only highlight there's an entire plot point that's a haunted bathroom Uh and a riddled puffin like come on y'all like these people have none humor like, this is why I love Rotten Tomatoes. Now, uh, IMDb I, gives this thing a 6.2 I do always wonder 10, at these, like... Which I feel like is How many fair. people just don't understand, like, British humor? Oh, absolutely. Because a lot of times, British humor is completely lost on Americans. We really love slapstick comedy. We really love, like, very blatant comedy. Yes. Um, which is why things like Adam Sandler, Paul Rudd... Yeah. Um, Whereas, like, uh, British comedy tends to be really dry and very much, if you blink, you'll miss it. Um, And it's a lot of kinds of jokes that, like, Americans just don't find funny. Yeah. Um, We're like, that's just kind of dumb. Or we'll be like, that's, like, they also do a lot of, like, obscene, like, slapstick humor and a lot of, like, bathroom humor. Yes. Like, so much scatological humor. It's hilarious. Well, I'm sure a lot of people have watched Are You Being Served? And we all know that that is just a crude joke after a crude joke it's, after a crude it's joke. It's all pussy jokes. It's all... She's got a cat, y'all. Pussy jokes. She's got a cat. I've left my pussy out I in the rain. I left my pussy out in the rain. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, it's very bad. Also, her hair changes color all the time. Yeah. Um, We've all watched... But this movie is made... It is written, directed, and produced by Scots. Yeah, this is by British people, for British people, about British people. Yeah. So if you're not a British people, put your British people hat on. Put it on. 
<laughs> I think a lot of a lot of it was funny. I was reading a lot of it, and that people didn't like it because of the the way it portrays American um, suck it up bitches. famous people. And it's like, except that it was really nice to her. Except it's really nice to her. Like she's like the nicest person. Like so, Alice E's character is Lara Tyler. She's supposed to be like a world famous actress. She is the most famous like person the most in famous. the world at this point. Um, she's followed everywhere by paparazzi. She's like been just hounded mm-hmm. and she is trying to get married to, um, her favorite author. She is living the dream over here. She is, um, she reminds me of Sophie Turner. Um, she has grown up and married yeah. the person that she wanted to marry as a 12 year old girl. For sure. Um, My and will be the greatest writer of the 21st century. Exactly. And she's just trying to like live. She's trying her best. And, but she's a really nice person. She's, like, not terrible no. to anybody. She's not rude. She's not a diva. She's not... She the only person that she's mean to... without paparazzi. Yeah. That's all she wants. The only person that she's mean to is the photographer who is sneaking into every single place that she goes. And she... They even end up getting along. Yeah. Like, they, they end up together at the end. It's adorable. I am the wedding photographer. Can I have, <laughs> Can I have all the, of the tall, tall people, people in the, the back, back, please? <laughs> it's so good. Um, she does call him an abscess and mm-hmm. a disease of a man, which are mm-hmm. some really good um, insults. Very good. In my opinion. Very good. It's also hilarious that Alice Eve has to be American in this film. Yeah, because she's real British. She's very British and she has to be and her, the American. But her American accent is not oh, only fantastic, but she manages to do it so well that you really don't notice she's it. She's like Hugh Laurie. Yeah. Where, like, she gets all you, the, like the... You learn that Hugh Laurie is British and you hear his like thick british accent and you're like holy fuck Hugh Laurie is british yeah no she sounds um she her her british accent her her american accent is so good that it's it's equivalent to david tennant's english accent yeah where people did not know that he wasn't because david tennant wasn't allowed to be scottish in this film either poor poor man poor scottish man who's only been scottish in like five of his things yeah oh yeah and that's why you don't recognize Here's your fun fact that that's why you don't um, recognize Kelly McDonald as um, Helena Ravenclaw because she, she does a British yeah, accent, an English accent. British, she's English and instead of her like very, very her very, accent very, from very Brave. Thick. Do you want to change your feet? Um, <laughs> if you could change your feet, would ya? Um, and you're like, no, there's no way, there's no way that she could do that. But it's amazing. Yeah. Um, and Alice Eve is just her character is fantastic. She is. She does a great job in this film. Um. But yeah, Rotten Tomatoes is just always about that bad. They're, they're pretty bad about that. Okay, so we can move on to our production, which, because this is a film festival... There's film really no information on it. ...much. So what I could find is that this film was made for 2.5 million pounds, which is about $4 million USD, um, which is... Teeny, 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 itty bitty, teeny, tiny. Um, when we've done rom-coms in the past on this podcast, the um, the proposal was like $25 million. Mm-hmm. And then Fool's Gold, which was a huge flop, was $70 million. Don't even get me started on Fool's Gold. Um, $70 million. I have so was, many opinions. I wanted to be on that show so bad. This was $4 million. $4 million for everything. Yeah. Which is awesome it's super cool um the original script they had actually built it for seven million pounds hmm. 
they they said this script in order to do this script the way that you guys want to do it it's going to be seven million pounds but then they got the entire crew from Bonnie the, and Prince Charlie. There you go. And then they cut it all down. The Isle <laughs> one of, of them was 80. One of them was 80. The Isle of Man production was like, well, we can give you 2.5. They and got so a grant. They had, to, they had to cut a shit ton. Well, but I know they got a grant. Out. They got... David Tennant got a $300,000 grant um, from the Scottish film like yeah. people. The, and then there was a union grant as well. Mm-hmm. Like... They wanted to do this movie, y'all. They wanted to do this movie, <laughs> and they did this movie very well, um, despite being way below what their original budget mm-hmm. was. And so they they were able to do everything they want. I'm sure they wanted more like shooting locations because in this film we have like a grand total of like eight. There's outside, inside, uh huh, the B and B, the toilet. Yep, which we see three times. Four times. Guys, this fucking public... First of all, it's a public... America needs public toilets. It's, it's just a... It's, it's just, just like out building. in the middle of nowhere. It's yeah. just a toilet. Like, not not an actual toilet. Like a bathroom. Like a bath. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, um, it's like a public restroom, but instead of being inside of like a gas station or something like that... Instead of being like in the middle of the like, national park, it's just like around. It's just like there. It's just like on Hague. It's just like there. Yeah. And, and it's great. It's... I mean, it's kind of terrible. Yeah. Because nobody uses it. So it's haunted by the ghost of a cow. It's genuinely frightening. E- even though there are no cows on head. There are no cows. There are only sheep. There might be hedgehogs. There might be hedgehogs. Well, there, there are. Definitely, there's no wolves. <laughs> there are no wolves. <laughs> um, total made to date. No Some clue. amount of money. In the United States, I could find $117,000. I'm sure it's even more than that across the pond. And then but it was for a film festival. Film it's for a film festival. festival. It was made for the fun and art of the thing. Um, in the States, it pretty money. much went straight to Netflix. It, it went to DVD first yeah. and then Netflix. It came to streaming services in 2017. So it was about five years of just DVDs. I um, know that we watched it on Netflix earlier than that, though. But well, we might have actually ordered the DVD. Maybe. That might have been what we did. But, yeah. It's a... It, and, like, we have no idea. Me and Miranda have talked about this multiple times. We have no fucking clue how money works in the streaming world yeah. and how much money you get from streaming services for putting your thing Who on. knows? No it's actually clue. now behind, for the first time ever, um, on IFC's, like, yeah. streaming service. Mm-hmm. And so it is now kind of behind a paywall for most Americans. Yeah. Um. It was on Netflix, and then it was on Prime, and then it was on Netflix and Prime and something else, and yeah. now it's just on IFC's IFC. channel mm-hmm. on Prime. And so you actually have to rent it, which is wild to me. Yeah. Yep. So production-wise, I mean, they didn't, you know, it was for a film festival. They it's used great. They used the Isle of Man Production Company, which is a fucking, what a fantastic name for a production company from Scotland in the first place. If people don't know, the Isle of Man is a very famous part of... Of the Scottish Isles. It's the island. It's the island. And it's where most people would know the race. Mm-hmm. The Isle of Man race, mm-hmm. which is a um, motorcycle race that happens once a year that is fucking insane. Wild. It is absolute insanity. And so most people would probably know it for that. But that's that's about all for pro- for production. So we can move on and talk about the, the real nitty gritty of this thing, which is the acting in our actors. It's amazing. So 
They actually have it in the correct order on IMDb. They did not put David Tennant at the top of the list, which is usually what happens, is you put mm-hmm. the male lead but at the top. But he's not the main character. He's not the main character. So we have Kelly McDonald as Katie. They just have Katie on here. Her name is Katie Nikhail. 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 Like there's an L in it. Yeah, the priest says it weird at the at the end when they're talking about it. He says it three different ways. Well, yeah, I mean, it's not, a, it's like, it's one of those, like, goes, wonderful Nikhi- Gaelic names. It's N-I-C-A-I-A-O-I-D-H. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a, it's one of those names. It's a wild name. It's an absolutely wild name. And, and, and her first name is Katie. And her first name is Katie. <laughs> Instead of, they were like, well, we can't just say Kelly McDonald, which is also a very Scottish name. Yeah. We have to change it a little bit, so we're going to go with katie instead of kelly and we're going to go with nikhile instead of mcdonald um and then david Tennant next david Tennant is next on the list and then yep, alice Eve. as james arbor Burr. um and then alice john Eve comes johnson next. John, johnson <laughs> john johnson um and then alice eve comes next on our list as lara tyla um and then actually coming up right after that is um, Michael Yuri, who plays Steve. He's the, his last colonic took a week. He's um, <laughs> Full the, shit. the manager. He plays um, Lara's manager. The last we ever saw of, of the, the Americans. Americans. Um, and then we've got um, Dylan Morin, who plays Charlie, the head of the... Arguably the only antagonist, but he doesn't actually do anything wrong. He's Mm -hmm. just a, he's just trying to get pictures to put in his magazine. That's it. He runs a tabloid. Yep. Then we've got, um, Sally Phillips. She plays Emma, who is the assistant to Steve. Um, she's our intelligence. Outer space. I don't think you can yet. Is that what your intelligence told you? (laughs) Um, oh gosh. I'm going to say this man's name wrong. The one who plays Marco. Bellani. Oh, I... Frederico Castillo. Castillo. Let me see it. Frederico Castillo. Castelluccio. Castelluccio? Or Castelluccio. Yeah. It's the CC is a ch. Ch. Okay. Castelluccio. He plays plays Marco Bellani, the paparazzi. Not Spanish. Yes. (laughs) I knew it was Italian. I just, I don't read Italian. Marco Bellani, the golden Roman god. Um, Golden Roman god! He can get pictures of anybody from anything. He knows where everybody is. He can follow this woman forever. We first introduced to him after the opening of this movie, which is their first attempt at getting married. And the Steve's like whole plan is he's going to have a whole bunch of women in different dresses mm-hmm. with veils over their faces. I don't so think they nobody... want us to know who the real bride is. Um, so that they can't, they can't tell. And Marco Bellani has been hiding inside of something on the pulpit. Um, it's an organ. Is he hiding in the organ? He's hiding in the organ. He's hiding in the organ on the pulpit. And Alice Eve just, just walks over. She just walks right yoinks, by it. Yoinks yeah. open the back of this organ. and We don't really know what she sees. No. It just yoinks it open and he falls out and like bottles of piss fall out with him. And the first thing he does is he stands <laughs> up and goes, I am the wedding photographer. Will I, can I get all of the tall people at the back, please? <laughs> he just like totally turns it <laughs> off. And then um, he... 
like what when they vanish off to Hag, he's the one who figures out that they go to Hag, and we don't know how he does nope, it. No clue. But he shows up as um, dressed as a monk. <laughs> He's dressed as some kind of wizard, wizard. like a brown wizard. wizard. That's Emma. Um, Emma is like Radagast. a lovely person. Like Radagast She's a the brown. lovely person. Um, but he shows up and we don't know how he gets this information. And he um, is here to take pictures of rare birds. Yes, yeah. William. Um, I'm just going down the list. So then we've got... We've got credits for everybody who shows up just at least once in this thing. Um, like Hamish Clark plays Angus. Stay away from her, Englishman! <laughs> um, and James Fleet, who plays Laird, who has a credited name. His name is William. Oh. Yeah. He is the Laird of Hegg. Laird William. Laird William. Um, so he is... He's William like, Hegg. He's like the Duke of Hag. Yeah, like, he um he would be like the equivalent of the lord. Yeah, like he's he's like the 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 royal This is his family clan. This is his island basically. He's the one who owns the tartan kind mm-hmm. of thing. Yeah. And throughout the whole film, they never say William. No, everybody just calls just him Just calls laird. him laird. They call him lord. Yeah. Like that's that's all they call him throughout this movie. Um, he has a castle. Mm-hmm. Sally Howitt plays Murian. Go back to Murian. Um, and then we've got a whole bunch of other people in here. Um uh who plays her mom? Um Maureen something. Murian something. Um Muriel Barker? Um, no. The name you're looking for is Ishbel. That's the character's name. Um have a credit for her on imdb you probably wild do she's she's actually one of the more famous people in the movie she, yes, she is, is um and i can't remember her name she was an incredibly famous actress um wait let me see if i have it real quick if i'm trying to find up, it because i was looking it. her up earlier the <laughs> google if you look it up it says the gross usa made is 759 dollars which is just very funny to me that is like ridiculous where is she um but she's like the leader urine yes bt Beatty. 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 something yeah. like that yeah and she plays katie's mom yeah um now granted this entire movie is carried by Kelly McDonald and David Tennant. Yes. Because there are our main peoples in yeah. this film. They're here the whole time. But the entire supporting cast in this thing also very good. Is hilarious. I don't I don't have any of the I'm sure I could find them, but like the two old ladies. These are all people that you would definitely be able to recognize if you were Scottish. Yeah. For These sure. are all like those those kinds of names that were on like syndicated television shows and mm-hmm. like um all the like old sitcoms and stuff like these are all actors that are going to be relatively common names for Britain yeah, um for sure. but we live here Strupek it's like tea it, it is tea, tea. <laughs> those are these two old women who are, are uh i don't know how exactly to describe these characters they are those two old men from the muppets yes 
Oh, almost exactly. That's yes. who they are. I can't remember their names they right now either. The, but they sit the up box. in the balcony and they just criticize everybody the entire time. That's they tell stupid jokes. Women. That's these when two you, old ladies. When you first get back to Hag and Katie is like crying in her mom's arm and her mom is like, well, I hope I don't think you're in the mood for a wedding. We're going to your ex-boyfriend's wedding. Hey, and then when they get there, immediately the old lady's like drying her off because it's raining because it's Scotland and very mild out isn't it Very mild it must be this global warming um and she's like katie's back and she's like oh i'm sorry uh yeah i'm back am i are we late for the ceremony and she just the first thing she says is too late to marry him and just like that just like in the gossip in the hot the single people on all single people under the age of 50 have been married have been married except katie except katie and this one like little kid Mm -hmm. who's like eight (laughs) i'll marry you katie how old will you be in eight years 40 (laughs) could have gone for 36 um no it's an incredible movie it's a very good movie it's very quotable. It is super quotable. But like all of the actors in this thing just fucking kill it. And the fact that the first three names that pop up in this thing, in this film festival movie for just like no reason at all, just for funsies, is Kelly McDonald, David Tennant, and Alice Eve. Oh, for like, sure. Those are your first three names that show up in this thing. For sure, for sure, for sure. It is um, amazingly built. Like, Can you do an American accent? <laughs> I, Lara, Elizabeth, Tyler, take you, James, Arbor, to be my husband. This is, um, I, think I hope you're enjoying just like insight into our marriage because this is what we do all the time. I think that is like genuinely Kelly McDonald's American accent. <laughs> I think that's her actually trying to do an American accent. For richer, oh, for richer, richer or poorer. poorer. For better? <laughs> for better? <laughs> yeah, it is so good. Undoubtedly, the best line in the entire movie is... No, when you are not putting toilet cleaner in my hair. <laughs> no, when God made time, he, he made, made plenty, plenty of it. it. When, when God, God made, made twine, he made balls of it. it. And they just look at they him. just look at the old the old priest and they're just like okay okay well have you consummated the marriage uh, I just, just haven't, haven't had time <laughs> when God made time <laughs> they've been married for like thirty five minutes and they got married by mistake <laughs> uh-huh. yeah it's it is just a everybody in this movie just does a fucking great job of selling how campy it is without making it like overly bad like it doesn't feel like a hallmark movie this feels like a very well produced very well acted very well written out rom-com it just doesn't follow the traditional rom-com-iness the theme of of the movie is it's better if they love you back yeah like and that's it's a line that um katie says to angus at one point because he's uh, like but Katie, we could run. We could run away together, and like I'll leave my wife. And she's like, "No, that's dumb. She's go like, try to go try to make it work with your yeah. wife. Like it's better when you when they love you back." And because like Lara and James are, they they're good together. Yeah, they just decide kind of, that they're not they're, happy. They're getting married off of the i the like societal idea of famous famous people marry famous people. 
Yeah, well, and he's not even that famous. He's not that famous, but, like, he's famous enough. A lot of yeah. people have read his book and know his book, The Ornithologist's Wife. The Ornithologist's Wife. What a terrible name for a book. You're having an ornithologist's wife-themed wedding? What if we are? But and one of the one of the criti- criticisms that I read was that um, they never really go into why they break up. They don't have to. And it's like, but that's the point, is yeah. that they're just not happy together yeah is that he can't be himself they're not unhappy together they're just not it just they don't i don't like big cat documentaries that's okay um and they they continue to be friends they continue to be happy they're like we didn't we just really weren't gonna work as a couple Mm -hmm. and it's the whole he doesn't love her back yeah um he feels like he's supposed to because she's this world famous movie star and it's not that she's really really nice She's really yeah. nice. That's like the co- the common theme throughout no. the thing. Nobody can. Well, she's, I imagine she's just a normal girl. No, no, she's, she's fine, fine and, and rare. rare. And, but really, she's it turns really, into she's really, nice. really nice. Um, and she does demonstrate that through the whole thing. Yeah. Um, they asked Alice's ten thousand men is, who their ideal partner would be, and nine thousand eight hundred of them said Laura Tyler, which statistically, statistically includes eight hundred gay, gay men. Um, but they. They don't demonize her character at all. She's no. never... She hasn't done anything wrong, nope. and... She just wants to get married because she's in love with this man. Yeah, she, she's in love with the idea of this man. Yeah. I feel like she realizes that she's... Off screen, obviously, but I feel like she realizes that they're not... She doesn't really love him either. This, there, it doesn't follow all of these, like, rom com things. There's never a... There is it's a... not a love triangle. There is a running through the airport esque scene at the very end at the very end yeah that you get but for the most part like didn't you read my book no, no. oh you really should have really read, read it um but like there's there's that whole scene but it doesn't really take very long and it's kind of funny because our character angus yeah you and see that angus and Miriam have worked Miriam it out they're it now out like happily together they're helping yeah get them together at the end of this thing so it's like the mom gets to travel the world because yeah. Lara Tyler pays for it. Pays for the whole thing, so she gets to travel the world. And it, Katie like, becomes a world-famous guidebook writer, so it, she has to travel. Yeah. And so she's So doing there's all no, this like, stuff. choosing a man instead of your mother. There's no... I think... These women yeah. are not fighting over this man. At there's the no... this movie is what I told There is no you. conflict to speak of in this movie. It is amazing. It's, um... Is like I bet critics didn't like this film because she ends up being independently successful without the need of James Arbor, without the need of the male protagonist. She becomes she, does, a, she famous, becomes a famous guidebook writer, and, and her is guidebook very revitalizes the the whole <laughs> island. Like at the end, you see that there's just like People tourists everywhere. It's become like a huge fun. thing. Yeah. It's sold a bajillion copies. Um, they're on their second edition. <laughs> I should have known that bloody guidebook would have taken off. It's, it's, um, but she's an amazing character. They write her as a real person. Which is one of those things that, you know, that's very common to Western storytelling is that our, our real people characters aren't really real people. These are all just really actual regular people. And our actors do a great job of portraying those while still having fun. Yeah. Like, Steve is... Steve is type A. Steve is is... absurd. But he's a doer. He's also he's also great. He shows up in Hegg and the the castle that is there is like 
is in shambles. It is falling apart. It, it is, is a ruin. And so he's like. Um, there's a sign inside of it that says, it's got a picture of a whale and it says New Year 1978. Yeah. Like, it is just in shambles. And he holds up the ornithologist's wife and he reads an excerpt out of it. The time had in no way diminished <laughs> the beauty of this castle. And he just throws the book and he's like, okay. All right. And All right. It, that's when he, you know, get me the entire. Um, I need the entire crew from crew Bonnie, from Prince, Bonnie Prince Charlie. Charles. Um, and a cappuccino. He goes, I need like $10,000, 10,000 pounds in cash. The entire, or a hundred thousand, it's, I need some absurd amount of money. I need a hundred thousand dollars in cash. I need 400 feet of rope. I need 10,000 <laughs> gallons of water. I need the entire crew from, from Bonnie, Bonnie Prince, Prince Charlie, Charlie and, and a, cappuccino. a cappuccino. Nobody has cappuccinos though. No. Um, that's not true. They do sell the that, cappuccino. That is, that is correct. Hey, you are that right. Is, so this movie isn't perfect with its continuity. But errors. there is one store. But and as the marketing conference is showing up, the old lady is well, putting up, up a sign that just says cappuccino. cappuccino. <laughs> yep. So they do have they cappuccinos. They do have You're right. cappuccinos. Can't get a latte. No. And you can get the continental breakfast at the Sunshine B&B. Yes. Um, which is some sort of like two Weetabix and a Snickers, <laughs> and a Snickers bar. bar because they also have the traditional Scottish what breakfast beans of haggis. And, yeah, haggis, and, beans, and chips. Yeah, yeah. So, like, it is. He's a ridiculous. Your prices character. are or your your the, two like options for rooms are sea view and dry. <laughs> he's got the he's got the uh, the radio and he's talking to the makeup. Uh, artists and yeah. they're having to walk around Hag looking for Laura Tyler somewhere and they're like walking around he's like have you found her yet and they're like um it's a lot bigger of an island than you said it was and he's like well get to it and just like <laughs> over and out and, and throws, throws the it, radio yeah. onto the ground like he's just this absurd character but also hilarious and wonderful and still like a good person and still a good person when when Laura wants to go to the to big, big Rock Candy big Mountain, Mountain, I don't take her to Elm Street. <laughs> you can tell that he's he's like very much like the the New York personality that um, oh, yeah. is supposed to just take care of everything and make mm-hmm. all these things happen for her, and he does that really well, but without without actually like being a dick about it. Yeah, we also we like also he can... says he, like when he when he locks um you said Katie and hour. James in a room together, um, he's like. Yeah, I'm full of shit. My last colonic take a, took a week. But, like, that's, like, the most rude mm-hmm. that he gets. He's like, we need to keep them up there so the the press are occupied with looking up there so that we can find Laura so she's safe. Yeah. And we can figure this all out. That's, like, all that's on his mind. 10,000 pounds. <laughs> one hour's improvisation. No scenes of a sexual like, nature. Yeah. <laughs> you can do something nice for your poor, oh, sick mother. mother. <laughs> like, he's great. We also get the... The scene where they're in the haunted toilet and they hear the ghost cow. Yeah. And he grabs Emma's hand. And yeah. She just and she's like, like <gasps> oh. <laughs> we have like this moment of they're supposed, Emma's like in love with Steve. It's very good. Like all of the side characters are in this. Marco Bellani is like this, becomes this He becomes like a character. legit, a legitimate. Um... See. I win. <laughs> and he realizes he's in love with her. Um, he becomes like a legitimate um like artist at the end and he becomes like mm-hmm. a, a legit photographer and it's he like becomes a showing photographer his, yeah and, and it starts a like a picture of a puffin a scottish a hedgehog. hedgehog um the the one um photo of a scotch hedgehog yeah um it's like all these pictures that he actually took on hag so funny so dumb 
Do you and there's know a lot of that like she spent a week in the pool before the filming of the And I was in her roof. I was I, <laughs> I was spent in the pool time house in her roof. pool house roof. Like he's been spying on her for so long that he's like fallen in love with her, but he's also like not he's I, creepy and stalkery, but like not like in an actual creepy yeah. way, like this is his In a job. paparazzi way. Yeah. <laughs> I am a cavern longing, <laughs> longing this. Is, is that, that good English? English? Yeah. yeah. It's it is just, such a quotable movie, y'all. It, it has so many. If you many, can't tell, yeah, it's the got, one-liners are prime. It's got just, it's just amazing all the way through. And the actors genuinely look like they're having so much fun. Oh, yeah, So for much sure. fun throughout this movie. There's never a point where you're like, oh, I bet they didn't want to be here or they didn't want to do this. They could have or, tried a little bit harder. Like, you can't read anything about drama. And when you listen to interviews... All of them have nothing but great things to they say had about a great filming time. it. It's just a lot, a lot, a lot of fun. It's just a great time. Um, we've kind of hit on talking about like writing and stuff like that, but we haven't talked about the directing of this movie, which I personally think the directing of this movie is fantastic. Once again, so British. So British. They make references to Monty Python, guys. She and the monkeys. Folkson. Shiri Folkson yeah. is the director of this. And would you be surprised if I told you that they've just done so many British and TV things? Oh, yeah. No. So many TV. I think 90% of this IMDb is just TV. Mm-hmm. Just a... Just a fuck ton of tv um this might be their only movie looks like it <laughs> looks like but it. there's i mean there's a... a lot of mini series a lot of sci-fi mini series they did the 12 monkeys sci-fi series which is very good just just a heads up what else have they done Oh my god. Okay. What would um, I know? What would you know? What would I know? Bridgerton? Oh wow. That is wild. Yeah. Okay, so if you like Bridgerton, go watch this. If you didn't <laughs> like Bridgerton, go watch it anyway. Uh an episode of American Horror Story. Um let's see, Twelve Monkeys. Uh The Tick. <laughs> they did oh, interesting. The interesting. Tick. Um, Doctor Who in 2013. Yeah. yeah, Forest of the Night. In the Forest of the Night. Oh, wow, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, Decoy Bride, and then a whole bunch of fucking... <gasps> no! No. They did Casanova. The David Tennant one. This is how they knew David Tennant. Okay, okay, y'all. This is how they knew so, David Tennant! When we started dating... William and I oh my God. went through a, we are going to watch every single fucking oh! David Tennant thing, just like on a tear. And one of the movies that we watched was Casanova. Casanova wow. is a terrible movie. Do not go watch it. But um, David Tennant is in it. And it's the wow. movie that where he like perfected his doctor persona. Absolutely. Um, you love your wife. I, I love, love your wife. wife. It's the only memorable part, part of the movie. Really, we should be on the same side. Mm-hmm. Um, but... We went through this, like, whole tear, so it is kind of hilarious that we liked both of these movies. Yeah. Um, But yeah, now you... That is where this director met up with David Tennant and was like, hey, you want to do this other movie that I am doing and got on board. But they um, they do a lot of, like, references to, like, very 
well-known um, bits oh from other British film. Yeah. There's a there's a whole part where they um they lock um James and Katie in the mm-hmm. in the turret and or no, it's before they lock him in the turret. They look out the window of yeah. the castle and then they're like, "Oh my god, it's the press." And then it's just the scene from Monty Python where they're all like running over the hill. Where they're like running over the hill is like <sighs> battle cries yeah. for for media. Um which yeah. is just a great reference. There's another reference to a to a '70s film in there. Whenever James and Katie are having to mm-hmm. get out of their soaking wet wedding stuff garb after Katie almost drowns, and that's their like. My life flashed before my eyes, and halfway through it, I was just bored. bored. Yep, like there's um all that kind of stuff. The, and Katie's it, father was a fun. famous bagpipe player. <laughs> yep, who left because he got so famous. He he left. He left. he left them because you know there's a lot of extremely famous bagpipe. Very players. famous bagpipe players. Mm-hmm. And um, so James has to wear her dad's old seventies yeah. bagpipe garb, and then he plays the bagpipes for a lovely deaf couple. A, it's adorable. Yeah, it's whole thing. This is when he realizes that he's in love with uh, Katie too. That he's not. I don't think he really. That- that he's not that he, in love with Laura. Yeah, because the it's a love story, but not a love story. Yeah. It is a self-love story. Yeah. Um, He realizes, the whole point of the movie is not that they realize that they're in love. It's that they realize that they have a shot. Right. Yeah. Um, that they should date. Like, yeah. it's not it's not even a, like, oh, we're going to run away together and get married because we love each other. It's like, wait, we actually have a lot of things in common. Um, we're both writers. We both like to travel. We both um, have the same sorts of values and are interested in the same sorts of things. Um, we we could actually do this. Yeah. Which is what he doesn't have with Lara, where he a wants to just write. A book. Yeah. Where he just wants to um, write and she is too famous for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the, the, a lot of that sells very well in the directing. This is a very mm-hmm. good paced movie. It's an hour and 25 minutes. Um, so it's pretty short. It's, yeah. It's nice and short. It's um, over before you know it. Yeah. And it's always, and you just have to watch it it's again. It's always well paced. There's never, there's never a part in this movie where you're like, wow, this is dragging out for and too long. Absolutely not. Or, there's, um, mm, this bit is a little too long mm-hmm. or anything like that. It's very well paced. Especially in, like, the drama parts. Like, when when James gets all offended because the mom sold the story. And he's yeah, like, oh, he this is out. all a thing. And then he leaves. And that lasts for about 30 seconds before we meet the deaf couple. And he realizes that he's not yeah. actually in love with Laura. So, like, just very, very fast-paced movie. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and that that's a testament to our director because the director had a fuck ton of the script cut out. Yeah. Like... A lot of the script was they cut out. They made a lot of choices, and I mean, maybe it would have been more dramatic. Maybe there would have been more like conflict. More but like, you of the don't things need that it. people wanted from it, yeah. but you don't need it. Yeah, and like the pacing of the jokes is very good, and the 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 wanting it to just stay kind of fun mm-hmm. and campy and have a good time. It and is laugh. the definition of a feel good movie. Yeah. There is no part of this. Mm-hmm. This is I call this one of my comfort movies. Um, it is a movie that, like, if I'm ever down or I'm having a bad day or I just don't know what I want to watch, I can watch this movie because there's no part of it that is at all, like, anxiety-inducing. There's no part that's going to mm-hmm. make you sad. There's no part – because even at the end when the mom dies, we don't see her die. She dies off screen. Mm-hmm. 
Um, we see pictures of we, her traveling. We see her traveling the world and getting to fulfill her dreams. So and you're it's, like, it's a beat immediately after one of the dumbest fucking jokes <laughs> in the whole movie. Which is, it like, it flashes forward. Like, it flashes forward so like a year or two. Yeah, they're like, James and Alice Eve are in a cove getting married by this Scottish priest is what we think is happening. And they look at each other and then it goes black and then it comes back to this, this like movie scene, but you don't really know it's a movie scene mm-hmm. until a second, a beat later, but <laughs> she's, I am a prize fighter. I may look like a simple cake baking mother, but, but inside, inside I am a prize, prize fighter, fighter and I, I will not rest as long as there's a single rod of depleted uranium in South Carolina. <laughs> and then it like, and it like zooms out and you Deep realize stuff. she's on a talk, talk show. Deep stuff from, Powerful from stuff. Laura Tyler in a coming up movie. Depleted. depleted. And that's when you realize, oh, Laura like, talks about her inspiration. She was thought this about woman retiring. She met in and that she would have never given up and that recently she died, but I helped her travel the never world. Never complained. Actually, she complained a lot, but it never <laughs> slowed her down. Yeah. And then it like backs out into uh, Katie in the BMB looking through the photos. And she just says, thank you, Laura. Yeah. As she's getting ready to go travel somewhere. Because she says it. I just can't remember. She tells Laird. Um, she's going to New Delhi and then Singapore. Yeah. And like, she has to go travel. And that's, this is where we get our airport scene where David she's, Tennant, It's a ferry. Yeah. She's on the ferry off of Hague, but David just showed up. on the ferry on the, on the way. he like yells at her and then they turn around and they fall in love and it's very cute. And it's super adorable. Um, you get your, your airport scene that everybody loves in a rom-com. Uh... But even then, it's not like the, like you the as, as the watcher, just... as the, the viewer, you're never, you know that they're not going to miss each other. You see him when she turns around yeah. and sees him and goes, hey. hey. Yeah. <laughs> like, like there's the, no, there's no. There's never lulls in this, in this movie. There's never there's parts tension, that you There's tension, but never there's, too much. Yeah. It is a very well directed. Um, it is. There's cr- never confusion. There's never. There's it never is, any of those points where, like, if you could just have a conversation, you would resolve all of these issues. Yeah, it is clear to me that um, the director is a TV director for mm-hmm. sure. Like you can tell, absolutely. Um, but it's not like when TV directors do low budget Hallmarky movies, where you're like, "What the fuck is happening?" I don't understand how we got from here to here. Why is she in love with the town musician? Where did he come from? He's from New York. This when did we establish that? This guy is living that? in your house. <laughs> My other favorite movie, y'all, is the most another wonderful one, time of the year. Another great movie. That is also a cast of like Henry Winkler is in it, <laughs> and Bruce Willis's ex-wife. Yeah. Um, but like, you're never sitting there like, what the fuck is going on? You're always on board you know what's happening you know there's going to be a joke soon you know there's going to be tension release and it's going to be great like it's just very well directed yeah it's very well directed and on to that we can talk about our writers real quick which is sally phillips who developed the story and then neil jaworski i hope i said that right jaworski um who actually did the the screenplay actually put pen to paper and wrote it down it's great and good job guys they did a great job Gold all of the, all of the jokes hit. Recommend to all of my friends. All of the jokes hit. I don't know how much of this thing was improved in certain areas, and how much of it was. But none of them are improv actors. No, 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 no. Uh, but I they are the only, all. I think the only one who would be really 
experience in that is David Tennant because of Doctor Who. But also because of Doctor Who, he's very good at delivering jokes. Yes. That are written out for him. Like the delivery is always very good. Yeah. Stay away from him, English man. <laughs> I told Skylar during that part, I was like, how much do you think that hurt David Tennant to hear? <laughs> to be called to English. Be called an English man from a Scotsman. Uh, yeah. Another Scot- Scotsman. That's actually the one of like two continuity errors in this thing is whenever Angus tackles um, James, Katie yells, Angus. But her, her mouth doesn't move <laughs> because they had to use two, yeah. two different shots. And so that and then when um, uh, Charlie is talking to Marco, when you, you're looking at him back and Marco's got his head down mm-hmm. on the table. Before he yells Marco, he says something else, but his jaw doesn't move. Yeah. His jaw never moves. So that's like the two where you're like, ah, gotcha. Gotcha for your $2.5 million budget Mm -hmm. for your absolutely no fucking money whatsoever and still made a hilarious, amazing film. Honestly, just a true work of art. But yeah, the writing is great. Like, I mean, it's so well paced and I'm especially amazed at the fact that they were able to do this when they had to to cut so much out. Yeah. So much of it out. I mean, going from 7 million pounds to 2.5 million pounds. There are so many movies that when they cut chunks out, you go, oh, you, you feel like there's, there's definitely something missing. Lord of the Rings. Oh, don't even, don't. But they didn't. The non-extended Lord of the the Rings is Um, so weird to go back and watch because we only watch the extended version. There's the real versions and the not real, the the children's versions. And it's like, there's so much missing. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, and in this movie, they had to cut a shit ton out and it doesn't feel like anything is missing. You love no, all of the, the characters, piece. you it love just feels... all the jokes, you love the story, you love the setting. If anything feels rushed, it's because it's a rom-com and those tend to be a little bit rushed and a lot of things happen all at once. Yeah, because they're ridiculous. But but when you consider the time frame of the entire movie is like three days, mm-hmm. except for the end, yeah. um, it really kind of makes sense. I mean, most of the movie takes place in 24 hours. Mm-hmm. Really, it's two days. Pretty much. Most of the movie takes place in 24 hours. Um, she gets hired to be the fake bride. They accidentally get married. They have to get divorced, but they have to get divorced before sundown. So Because it's Hank Waller. And yeah. The Vikings still used in, to come. And from the, the brutes from <laughs> Ginger Barra. brutes from Barra. Um, used to come by and raid and steal a Steal, steal some sheep, sheep and a woman, and too. A woman, right. And if they can get the woman back before sundown, then before the, the marriage, marriage is consummated. Yeah, and before the marriage is consummated, then, then it doesn't exist. Yep. And so the whole thing really takes whole... place in such a short amount of time that yeah. the the pacing works. Oh, it works really um, well. It is yeah. just one action and after another. And it's supposed to be fast. And it's supposed to be kind of like, oh, well, we need to get this it's done now. It's just one beat but after another. There's no, like... But it doesn't ever make you feel that way. It doesn't make them feel like they're yeah. rushing... Like, well, and like, you don't need a lot of exposition. You don't need a lot of explanation. You don't need any at all backstory. Right. Except for why is Katie here? Why is Katie And here? she tells that in about mm-hmm. two seconds. Like, it's not yeah. her boyfriend cheated on her, so she left. Like, okay, that makes sense. Their, their <laughs> biggest fight is when they're in the bedroom, but it's, it's less of a fight and more of them just going at each other with like insult, trying to one up each other on their They get a little bit mean to each other, which is probably the only part that like people might not like 
But, but even then, it's none still of it. Funny. They, then they promptly fall out of a window and apologize to yeah. each other. Um, they don't. No, nobody Something ever stays that mad. Actually, read. Do you write your name over and over again in the back of the <laughs> dirt on trucks? An online menswear catalog. <laughs> Three yeah. pairs of brown tra- trousers with elastic waistbands. Oh yeah, no, I can't <laughs> say it like off. he can. While while stocks last, yeah, I cannot say it like he can. It's because they made him say stuff like "June platoon on the moon." Yeah, he can say it. David Tennant's um, poorer. <laughs> David Tennant's language work is amazing. <laughs> Man can say anything. June platoon upon the, the moon. moon. Bala <laughs> Um The Doctor Who Bala? writers used to be very mean to him and try to make him say syllables that they knew were difficult with his native accent. They tried to get so, his Scottish to like fall out of his mouth. Sometimes. So like if you watch him in like the episode with the moon when they get stuck in the hospital on the moon with them when we meet Martha. Mm-hmm. Um, he has to say Jadun Platoon upon the moon and he like overemphasizes he, and all of it. And he has to say it like three times because in the script they made it to where like the doctor had to be excited about yeah. Jadun Platoon upon the moon. Jadun Platoon upon the moon. Jadun Platoon upon the moon. So he has to say it a whole bunch of times and that ooh noise is Was rough. Very but he difficult. does it so well. He does. He does a great job. And he does it in this, he's too. He's very linguistically, he's, like, dexterous. Yeah, yeah, he's very talented. So, uh, next we usually talk about cinematography. There's not really any. a lot on cinematography. There's, There's some beautiful shots at the end of this the, during the golden hour of Heg that yeah, the person talked about. but it's about. just, like, it's just pretty. Um, it's just really pretty. I mean, the, the part where they're sitting on the cliff mm-hmm. um, when they're getting divorced yeah. is... Unmarried. Unmarried is really pretty because it's the Scottish Isles and the Scottish Isles are fucking beautiful. Yeah, I feel like the the any like it's it's kind of filmed like a nature documentary. A little bit in in, in parts of in it parts for of sure. It. Yeah, um, because it, it, it was really a, just has a lot Scotland's gorgeous. Let's just take pictures of Scotland. Yeah, it's got a lot of the rom commy setups, a lot of close ups, mm-hmm. a lot of three quarter shots. Um, there's a lot of straight on shots, things like that. There's not really anything where you're like, ooh, that's interesting. There's nothing that's like overhead shots. There's no low shots. There's, no, there's none of that exists. None of the shots are supposed to like tell you things. The only overhead shot is the one where it's their feet in the little pool mm-hmm. while they're drinking champagne out of the bottle and eating After cake. they've just aggressively yelled at each uh-huh. other. Like yeah. they get over it. It's fine. But it's it's pretty Don't standard the shots. The, the, the color isn't very different anywhere i mean like i would say no, the the, the craziest pretty. part the most cinematically like different part is the end when she's when everybody's like, happier and it's all well, brighter colors no no no. where the sadder part where she's leading the, oh, the paparazzi yeah. away and she sees her mom and she's like shaking her head mm-hmm. holding back tears and all that kind of stuff that is where it's like golden hour and you can see that the colors have been muted a little bit and everything's darker there is a distinct difference between the, the color stuff. at the end and oh, the yeah. color at the beginning for sure um, after like Heg's been revitalized and everybody's like there to you get to see Kelly McDonald suck at throwing things twice she at the beginning and the end thing. she does not fully extend her arm she just she does the old lady Titanic it <laughs> 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 just kind of her her wedding ring in the beginning and then a pet rock a that pet looks like rock a bride with hair <laughs> that'll be a pound fifty <laughs> so it's it's cinematic like cinematography it's it's pretty i don't even have credit it's pretty because it's even, scotland i don't even have credit for a yeah. uh cinematic photographer well, yeah in this thing. No. so it's probably the director it's probably marco bellani 
it was it was Marco Bellani the and whole time. And he did an incredible t- he did, job. He does a fantastic job. I would love that picture of that puffin in, right. his, uh, in his expo at the end of it. Uh, editing and effects is the same thing. There's not really effects in this. The biggest effect in it is the drowning scene. Yeah. Um, uh, she, she gets stuck her on Her dress a, gets stuck. Well, Alice of, gets dress gets stuck and... Gets stuck on a piece of trash in the moat. Around and the castle. so um, Kelly McDonald almost drowns, and and then David Tennant saves David Tennant her. has to save her, it's and he thing. rips her dress, and that's probably the most like effects thing. Yeah, Alice Eve putting um, cotton balls and makeup on her face to make herself oh, look yeah, like an no, old lady. Oh yeah, no, she's um, she's she learns all these techniques to um, do makeup, and, and how so... she's really bad at her uh, fake Scottish accent, which is like testament <laughs> to, to Alice have a portable Eve. Telephone, yeah. <laughs> Testament to Alice Eve, who could have done an English accent. Yeah. She just just an older version of her accent, but instead knew that she was American, having to do an English accent. So she had to do a bad Scottish accent mm-hmm. in order to like really sell it. Because in the first part, she's when she's talking to the dude, she does pretty good. But when she goes inside to ask if they have a telephone, she like coughs it out because mm-hmm. she can't do it in the Scottish accent. So like. Fucking kudos to Alice Eve for really... It's an incredible Making the little nuances to those this things. This is what like, happens when you important. get really big name actors to do very small, insignificant parts. And you parts. just tell them to, like, have fun. <laughs> yeah. And then she did. She do had well. fun. She fucking kicks Charlie in the face. I, I will say the soundtrack for this movie fucking slaps that's, that's next that sound next? and music it's so um, good y'all it's an amazing soundtrack yeah this, it's a the, whole bunch of like really mellow pop songs yeah and they're so good i just good. wanna be okay be okay be okay i just wanna like, be okay that's one of them the my favorite song in the whole thing is when they're having to get out of their garb the make up your mind one mm-hmm. i can make my mind up too it's, yeah, it's really good really really um, good um and then the rest of it is just like regular old ambiance music when they're when they're getting unmarried at the end there's just like ambiance music yeah. in the back of it where they get back together there's just ambiance. it's really good but all of the pop song parts and songs that you recognize too these aren't like they're noticeable they're noticeable like as pop songs they're mm-hmm. they come out a little bit but they all contribute to like oh the feeling the feeling of the, the thing it's not like um it doesn't feel like uh in comparison, like, 10 Things I Hate About You in the opening, um, where it just, like, is the music she's listening to mm-hmm. in her car, and that's how it ties into the opening of the thing. Yeah, these are and very like, clear, like, they're, they're saying... They're there to set the mood of the They scene. are the internal monologue. Absolutely, Like, yeah. the beginning one is, um, I just want to be okay, be okay, be okay, I just want to be okay today. Yeah. <laughs> and I just want to feel today, feel today. And it's like, well, there's a lot of emotional drama going on, but the, the music is still, like, upbeat. Like, you're like, this is still going to be a happy story. When the, the one in the middle, um... It's, you know, I can't make my mind up too and yeah. um, make up your mind. Like, we need to figure out what's going mm-hmm. on. And it's like, well, they're both, the there's no dialogue through the entire scene. They're just kind of looking at each other and being confused. Because mm-hmm. um, they're undressing. And they're realizing that they're, like, attracted to each other and that they kind of care. Um, Until you but they the, also really the, don't know what's going on. The Quills joke at the end about his pants. Yeah. Um, his, his trousers, as it were. His pants. His pants. Because trousers are your pants. Yeah. Pants are pants your underwear. underwear. Yeah. Um... And it has, like, little writing quills on it. And so they have it. That is the end of that thing. But that whole scene is just different just shots, watching them get undressed, 
get out of their wet clothes so that they can get towels on with this music over the top of it. Mm-hmm. And it is it is my probably my favorite like scene scene. Like if if I were to pick out a scene that like sticks with me that I like a whole bunch, that's probably the scene that I would that one is that, really that good. Sticks yeah. out to me the most. Um, just because it's so well done. Mm-hmm. It's really well done. That's another one where the, the colors really make a difference. It's like this yellow. It's all turns, it turns like 70s sepia. Yeah, sepia type look to it. And it's got the paneling in the background of the kitchen and all that kind of stuff. And so it's, it's really well done. It's very, very cute. And they do that with the music throughout this entire film. This whole film just has that kind of shit throughout the whole thing. Yeah. So it's wild. It's really good. That's pretty cool. Um, and that's that's about it for sound and music. I mean, it re- like it. There are three songs that really kind of kick this thing in the high gear and make you go, "Oh wow!" And then the rest of it's just like ambiance music. Mm-hmm. Um, we've talked about plot um, throughout this whole thing. The plot is just really good, very good paced, hilarious, just amazing, extremely quotable. So this quotable. Is so quotable. Extremely quotable. I very we quote it all the time all the time just walking around the house um anytime we have to tie something up with twine we have so much twine in our house when, and we go when god gave when god made twine he made, made balls, balls of it because we have too much twine yeah well you gotta use it for so many things we buy Cooking. we buy an entire ball of twine every time we need twine william that's true that's why i put the twine out all next to each other visible so that we can Listen. be like wow that's a lot of twine and then we can say, when God made twine. But I never can remember if we have it or not. It. When God made twine, he made balls of it. Um, that's one that we quote all the time. Fucking the husband is one we say all the time. I don't really like big, big cat, cat documentaries. documentaries. Yep. <laughs> Anytime we're scrolling through like Disney Plus and, and we, we see roll a big across cat the Nat Geo <laughs> part, that is, that's where that comes I out. I don't really like big cat documentaries um, that's okay whenever we make tea we have tea pretty much every night we haven't been doing that because it's been hot but and we drink hot tea, but every time we make tea it's just it's like tea, tea. It, it is tea. tea like just a whole bunch um, of stuff this is the movie on which we Marco build Bellotti, our marriage golden god <laughs> golden roman god um yeah this in leap year another oh, one but that one's great. irish Instead of Scottish. Yeah. It's an old Irish tradition that the woman can propose. Guess and it what? has um, Amy can, Adams in it. The woman can compro- propose anytime she wants. That's true. It doesn't have to be on she, leap she, year. She can. It can be literally any other time. It can be anytime. It doesn't fucking matter. Mm-hmm. Which is the great part about that because she does come back on not leap year mm-hmm. and propose. Yeah. That's a that's a actual thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, he doesn't say no. I was getting something. I was getting something. <laughs> Trot in a wash. It'll be grand. It'll be grand. That's the other one that we do all the time. But that's from Leap Year. But yeah, apparently we just have this obsession with rom-coms that take place in the British Isles. We just like rom-coms that are really feel-good. Yeah. Really feel-good rom-coms. And this is one of those movies. Um, American Rock rom-coms suck a big, have know, all of these big egg. conflicts in them. I mean, my fa- one, some of my favorite rom-coms are like... How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days. Oh yeah. And, um, well, they have to. They have to follow the narrative, right? Yeah. They have to follow the 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 um, what's laid out for a rom com. Yeah. You have to be like, okay, introduce characters, 
um, characters separately, characters together, rising action, major, minor conflict, fix it, major conflict, mm-hmm. break up, break up, fix it, come together in the end, big action moment. Yeah, I mean, it end. follows the the same like beats as everybody else. It, it has to, right? Like even. But- with even like my favorite the proposal follows that same, same fucking thing. thing and like building tension to the large fight like little lies mm-hmm. or little things here and there and it's like this movie doesn't have any, any of, of that. that well none and, of it and those things that make the american movies in particular more artful are also what makes it a little bit less enjoyable if you're really just looking for something to feel good. Yeah, it, it's, it's... Because, like, I love The Proposal. I think The Proposal's a fantastic movie. But watching it and, and as she's kind of lying and as they're, like, lying to his family mm-hmm. and stuff like that, you're like, oh, but that, like, kind of hurts my stomach a little bit, especially if I'm, like, having a bad day. But um, then there are these other ones where you're like, everything is great. There's no bad mm-hmm. part about this movie. It's like, there's there's just so many movies that follow that that architecture that mm-hmm. you love, but like it follows it. I mean, um, this means war. Oh yeah. No. Follows, and follows that one, the it's the, line. it's the best friends fighting, mm-hmm. 20, which is so much worse. 27 dresses. 27 dresses is so good. Is It's super good, but like it follows that exact same mm-hmm. narrative. Um, one of my favorites, uh, Brendan Fraser's blast from the past. Mm-hmm. Exact same thing. All this kind of stuff. Just Brendan Fraser who can do no wrong. Brendan Fraser who can do no I wrong. I hope Brendan Fraser's having a good day. He's a perfect human being. Um, a terrible one that we love, which is the Bounty Hunter. Oh god, the Bounty Hunter is so good. Yeah. Um, the Ugly Truth. The Ugly Truth. She's all that. Mm-hmm. You've got mail. Um, it's she's just, the man. She's the man. The one that doesn't follow that is While You Were Sleeping, because that's actually a horror film <laughs> and not a rom-com. Because that's terrifying. Right. Um, Sleepless in Seattle. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh God, what is the... Um, Sahara. Sahara. <laughs> Except that they don't ever have a fight. That's not, that's not a rom-com, it's though. Not. That's an action movie first. Um, it's a it's a, a romantic action movie. And romantic action comedy? I don't know. It's the superior treasure hunting movie with yeah. Matthew McConaughey in it. Pretty Woman. Pretty Woman, my father's favorite movie. Yeah. Like, these all follow this thing, and, and the decoy bride just doesn't... No, it says you can do all of those things without Just having doesn't... anybody be mad at each other. Yeah. And it's wonderful. Yeah. It's a wonderful movie and everybody should watch it. It and is enjoy perfect. It. If you want a movie to sit down and just take an hour and a half to giggle and have a good time and watch people have fun mm-hmm. and fall in love, a chapter can be a book. A, a chapter can be a book. A song can be an album. Like... Which is the funniest one, because guess what? There's a lot of singles out there, and technically, a single <laughs> is an album. Mm, singles have B-sides. No. Do they have B-sides yeah. always? Always? Always. Always, always? Singles always have B-sides. Mm. Just saying. A song can be an album, and a chapter can be a book. Um, it's about the end of the world, as told through the eyes of God. Well, it's, I mean, they said <laughs> write about what you know, so clearly I put it to the backdrop of the Spanish Civil War. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, watch this movie. It's a fantastic movie. I feel like that's our closing thoughts Do on this. It. Is, yeah, no, our closing is, thoughts is that this movie is great and you need to wonderful. go watch it. Um, Everybody should see it. It's perfect. It's a wonderful ride. It, if you want big name actors in it, it has those. Uh, if it you, just makes you feel good. If you, when you, Whenever you're like, I don't know what I want to watch today. 
This is what it should be. Yeah. You watch it every time. Guy. It's super, 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 super good. Very, very good. Um, well, uh, this is the this is the part usually where I tell everybody to go talk to us on social media. Go talk to us on social media. You can... And um, tell Miranda hello. Yeah, tell Miranda hello. <laughs> Ask her what the fuck she's doing. Tell her to stop working so much. And um, that you miss her. And that you miss her. So uh, if you head over to Facebook, we are Two Thoughts for a Penny Podcast. On Instagram, we are Two Thoughts Podcast. And on Twitter, we are Two Thoughts Pod. You can go to any one of those and tell us how much you love the Decoy Bride because I will not hear anything other than that. If everything you do else put, is slander. Yeah, if you put anything else up, you will be reported and taken down. <laughs> you will get blocked. <laughs> because as we all know on this podcast, there are certain things that... We don't allow. We don't allow. You have to like Betty White. You have to hate Nazis. You have to hate Nazis. And you have to like, you the, have decoy to like the Decoy Bride. <laughs> you also have to say that Steven Spielberg is one of the best directors ever. Oh, he is, hands uh, down. Um, and that John Williams is the best um composer composer. for any score they're the goats and so you have to follow those rules but if you want to you can go over there and tell us other movies that you'd like us to review or how much you enjoy these other movies or whatever we just like hearing from you guys uh and it's a really fun way for us to expand our platform and make it better for you guys to listen to so go out tell a friend tell your grandma um Tell your third cousin twice removed who lives in Australia. I don't know. (laughs) Just telling people helps us expand more. It's the best way for podcasts to get out there, especially in today's world where there's a podcast for every fucking thing under the sun. Just telling friends and family about it. So we'd really appreciate it if you did that. But until next time, we will catch you on Two Thoughts for a Penny.